Ing. Hello, Steve. How are you? Did you say revolting? Revolting. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Lovely to see you. Before we get cracking today, I heard that you were involved in a rumour mill three years ago. Yes, um, a rumour mill, that's I, right. I heard, I heard that on the grapevine. <laughs> on the grapevine. Are, are, you, are you talking about the, 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 the rumour mill um, connected to the Equal Opportunities Commission or not? Well, that was, yes, I sort of am. Uh, it's yeah. one of, it's, these are interesting, these. Tell us about these things, these scratch-and-sniff university thingies. Yes, well, this is, um, this is a very fine university called the Tarlac State University of the Philippines. And apparently... Um, uh, if you wish to qualify for uh, a PhD, masters, actually take your pick. You, mm. you, there's a sort of you get cheese and fries pick, with it as well. Pick, don't you, you get cheese and fries <laughs> with it, and um, you have to have a very strenuous process of um, paying the money, and then you get the degree. Um, what they've done, and I think this is brilliant, and it should be a model for other universities. They've sort of cut out a lot of the middle bit, where Stu- you know, studying, studying, doing research, possibly putting in papers. I think it's good because it streamlines the whole That's thing. Really, doesn't it? And it, 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 it's also, what I like about it, it's non-discriminatory. So if you've got the money, you can get the degree. They don't sort of, they don't F around with, you know, can this person understand this? Can they understand this? None of that sort of discrimination. It's very simple. Hand over your, your folding notes and um, possibly with a picture of Mr Jefferson on them. Good night, Dr uh, Wong. And, yes. So, um, shall we come round? This is a circuitous way of getting to the equal Security. opportunities. Security. You said security. <laughs> well, we, we might get back to that, I think might we, we might, not? Um, that, this is a circuitous way of getting round to the problem that um, b- besets the um, Equal Opportunities Commission and its new, and its new boss, Alfred Chan. But it took him a day. It took him... Well, he's, he's actually had three, three incarnations of this. So it now turns out that he used to be... He, he's the new boss of the Equal Opportunities Committee because the old one was found guilty of promoting equal opportunities, <laughs> which I think is very, very bad. And I'm it's so true. so good that Dr Chow has gone because terrible man. He was rubbish, wasn't he? He was complete rubbish. He thought equal opportunities meant equal... Where did he get that from? But anyway, so we got the new bloke. Uh, this is the new bloke who says, oh, you know, things like same-sex uh, no, discriminations. Pufters. No, pufters, I'm not going to be bothered with that. Oh, I didn't say that. I said, um, I said, well, it's not a priority because everything's a priority. But you're really, you're doing a great job, Alf. Can I, can I call him Alfie? <laughs> Alf. Well, <laughs> Alf. <laughs> um, anyway, so now it turns out that he didn't declare... Um, that he had been paid a fee for helping a DAB <coughs> legislator. <laughs> you, you can't you can't make this stuff up. Is this, to, is, to are acquire, we talking two and two here? Yeah, to acquire a degree from the Tarlac State University, they have equal opportunities. Hey, it's an equal opportunities opportunity university because anyone can get a degree from them. Fair play. And he's and he says, and I found this very convincing. He says, "Oh gosh." Well, it was so long ago, I've forgotten all about that. Turns out that so long ago was three years ago. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and what is, what is um, interesting about this is actually the sum of money that he didn't declare is tiny. It's $8,000. But I, I, I've got to go back to my favourite anecdote about this, which is I, I used to be very friendly with the son who, uh, with the son of the, he was one of the leaders of the Liverpool City Council, which was not averse to uh, a bit of, hey, bit of dodging and diving, and weaving. Yeah, going around. And this guy said to me one day, he said, "You know what depresses me about my colleagues is they'll get into trouble for such small sums of money." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and here we go. I mean, it's not the money, it's the dishonesty. It's the deviousness. It's the failure to, to actually... Um, come clean about something and I understand it's embarrassing if you've been supervising a a, a thesis for somebody who'd been failed for a thesis at your own university, because remember he had been an academic at Lingnan and and then you go on and do this and it is embarrassing you know what, if you're going to be embarrassed don't do it, if you want to be in public life and you resent people looking at your personal activities don't do it. Yeah. If you're going to do something dodgy and you're in public life, don't do it. Or do it really it's, well. Or do, yes. Or, but, you know, nowadays people... A lot of stuff does get found out, I would say. Well, the thing is, Steve, this one, I mean, it's, it's not... What we're talking about today, it's not necessarily about this. I mean, there's two things we could go on about anyway, but it's just this, this whole wave across the world of saying, no, enough's enough. Well, the Stop enough's it. enough has, has really come to a head with these uh, revelations from Panama, yeah. this, this so-called cache of, of, of documents, which reveals that very, very prominent people have been ferreting away ill-gotten gains, have been seeking to evade taxes. I mean, it's brought down the Prime Minister of Ireland. It's got slimy... It, it could make Bernie Sanders president it, of the UK, of well, the US. who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's made David Cameron, who seemed to be Mr Teflon Man, untouchable, um, having to go in front of the Houses of Parliament and say, well, you know, my dad, you know, he sort of, you know, he had a lot of money. And he Blame sort the of, old man. He sort of, you know, he sort of was doing his best for everybody. And uh, I now see that maybe it looks a bit bad because um, uh, uh, there was no... Uh, let's anyway, change, cetera, let's change some rules. So, so now we discover, now we discover that um, this also affects the family of Xi Jinping, something which, of course, was fully reported <clears throat> not in the mainland newspapers. And the New York Times. Well, and the New I York... I mean, it really was. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, 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 had, they were on to that particular story um, about three years or four was, years ago. It was, wasn't it? So, you know... Um, th- but what is interesting about all of this is you've got all these sort of posh boys coming out and saying, oh, no, 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 you must understand. What all this is, 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 is it's perfectly legal. It's, it's not tax evasion. It's, um, it's tax avoidance. Now, can I make it absolutely <laughs> clear that tax avoidance is, is perfectly all right? And in fact, you know, one, one, one feels it's, it's, it's just for... Then you've got the, the, the great unwashed, or the 99% of the population, as they're now called, who are saying, oh, so now you're telling us that, that the posh boys make laws just for their convenience. Yeah. So, so that, you know, we have to pay our taxes, but you posh boys, you've got together and you've devised all these schemes to make sure that you don't pay your full whack. Well, that's very yeah. reassuring. Thank you very much for that. I'll tell you what, if we've got any English teachers listening, especially ones who've got moody PhDs... And can talk proper. Tell us, tell us avoid versus evade, would you? Yeah, well, one's illegal, one, one, one ain't. <laughs> I'm saying with, oh, always, when the president does it, it's not illegal. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, what's, what's interesting um, coming out of this is that, um, you know, I mean, you sort of mentioned this as an aside, that it's boosting Bernie Saunders' chances of, of becoming a... Okay, he's got to become a candidate before he's elected, but becoming the Democratic candidate for the election. I mean, it's it's not just the United States, is it? No, that's the point. You've seen insurgent... Iceland went down first. I, well, um, you've seen insurgent parties in Spain, in Greece. All of these people were not on the political scene a few years ago, but they're now riding this tide of anger, which is demonstrating itself in this 
you know, we're fed up with this stuff. Mm. You what, boys make the laws to suit yourselves. You're in a little club of your own, and we're not taking it anymore. Now, how this movement's going to pan out, I don't know. But it's sure as hell is here right at the moment and needs to be dealt with. Mm. And, and here in tiny, sleepy little Hong Kong, we're told that, that the um, main intermediary for this wonderful law firm in, in, in Panama, its main overseas intermediary, come, comes from Hong Kong. So, in other words, Hong Kong is deep up to the ankles, is the politest way I can think of putting that, maybe up to its further up in the body, um, in, in all this brown stuff. And we have the Secretary for the Treasury going, oh, that's all right, perfectly all right. No, no, no. Hong Kong, you know, leading international money, I, I mean, uh, money off, um, laundry. No, no, offshore centre, very good, very good, very good, everything good. It's not, you know. People are going to increasingly demand transparency in these matters. Questions are increasingly going to be asked about why these offshore vehicles are used. Because, you know, there is indeed perfectly legitimate reasons for using them but there's very dirty reasons for using them. And when you mix that dirty water with the clean water, you get what? Oh, that. That's mm. right. You get dirty water. It's a very fine line. I mean, Hong Kong's prided itself over the years on being the office of the world, office of Asia anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it's worked. But, you know, with the good stuff is going to come the bad yeah. stuff. So, That's a fact. So I would, I would suggest that the people in, in Tamar, and they're very fine, and, and some of them aren't baggage handlers, um, they, 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 they should look, about, look at this a bit more carefully and say, before they rush out statements saying everything good, everything fine, everything under control. Yeah. You know, those are things that come back to haunt you. The thing about the Hong Kong stuff, it's tiny. It's what you'd call piddling, I suppose, but it represents a whole lot more. I don't think it is actually that tiny. I mean, I mean let's it, put it this way. Some, somebody the other side of the world will go, what, what are they on about? He's, you know, he's, he rang up and got his daughter's case back or something. Oh, go, I, oh, you're rightly. talking about those things, yeah. Well, well... You know, yes, Just as I mean, example. Hong Kong's domestic problems don't don't really register on but the they, Richter scale of a world offence. But in this particular offshore business, yeah. Hong Kong is actually quite a big player. And um, people are going to ask questions about what sort of due diligence is done before the intermediaries in Hong Kong pass on these things to offshore, entity, offshore entities. They're going to ask questions about whether they're really any kind of due diligence was asked about literally big bags of money coming across the border did anybody think that was somehow how it's they always paid bearer the, bonds in the movies paid <laughs> well some of it's just folding notes you know, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. and and you know was that you know for the, the, the beneficial owners of those big bags of notes are people who are paid something like five hundred dollars a month you know there, there seems to be a, a mismatch between assets and uh and stated salary. So, you know, yeah. all of this stuff, I think we haven't heard the end of that. I was about to say, I have a funny feeling the next batch of whatever... I, I think some there's more stuff... More, well, no, there's loads more to... I mean, if you look at the the papers that have, have charged their staff, we're going through these documents, they say, oh, we're, we're, we're releasing this in drips and drabs. So there is definitely more to come. See, there's a lot of stuff that pertains to various countries around the world, mm. but I'm wondering what's going to come our way about China. Oh, indeed, Hong Kong. Well, well, I mean, of course, the the great firewall of China has come very firmly down on this being reported in the mainland. Doesn't matter; it's out there. The horse has bolted. The horse has bolted, and what's really depressing is that media outlets in Hong Kong, which you know traditionally have been uh, free to report this, 
have, have been very, very weaselly about this. But in this day and age, Steve, that matters not a fig. It's all because online. It's, it's all there online. On, on, Who online. cares? It's true, it's true. I mean, if you want to obtain information about this, it's not difficult. That's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you, you, um, what is, what is they call it? New World Order. You get the impression that there's a big bubble bubbling across well, everywhere. I think there is. I mean, the problem, as we've seen with that, is... That, you know, a lot of it turns into very nasty stuff. Mm. You know, in France, you've got the rise of the fascist National Front. That is true. In 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 America, uh, unless you're demented and you know, um, make no apologies for saying this, you've got Donald Trump, who you think is going to be the savior of the world. I mean, to me, these are very very scary things, and they all come from the same root of people thinking, you know, the people in charge don't care for us, we need something newer and possibly nastier. Still in with Steve Vines. It's 22 like, minutes like to 10. Song. Yeah, I love it. Simply <laughs> the best. Do you know something struck me, Steve? A lot of these stories we've been talking about today that pertain to Hong Kong, officials, civil servants, whatever, they always seem to have this lapse of memory, or I can't it's recall. Terrible, isn't it? The pharmacy companies would make an absolute mint if they made a drug for memory just for Hong Kong yes. people. Do you know what they call it? Go on. Slyalis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? it? I mean, so we, we we were talking about Alfred Chan, the new head of the EOC, um, who can't remember what happened three years ago, and it's all very difficult. Now we've got the case of Betty Fung, who 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 is sort of confused about when, as everybody is. I mean, I don't know the last time you bought multiple properties, whether whether you got confused about who you were selling it to and when you were swapping it, um, how you managed to get it under market price. I mean, it's the sort of thing anyone would forget, honestly. I think so. But now it turns out that, that she also didn't seem to remember that her husband was driving around in a whacking great big Maserati, brackets, they're very big cars, um, which was owned by the company of the woman who is the sister-in-law... Is it the sister-in-law? Yes, the sister-in-law of Stanley Ho. A sister-in-law. A sister-in-law, indeed, of Stanley Ho, who was involved in the swap of the property and... This is where it gets foggy. I mean, really difficult to yeah, well, understand. Well, it is really difficult to understand, but I think, I think the average person, and I hate to talk about the average person, the average person would remember if a Maserati was parked outside Ooh, that's the nice. door and say, gosh, I wonder where that comes it's from. It's a Mini but, Cooper, but darling. But apparently that didn't occur to Miss um, Miss Fung. She, she um, you know, um, I suppose it's an everyday occurrence in her life as a civil servant. I don't your understand. Your husband comes home one day with a Maserati and when she says, oh, darling, where did that come from? He goes, oh, well, you know how it is. I saw it, I saw it on a parking meter and I thought I'd just bring it home. See, the thing I don't understand, and you're going to laugh at me now, is it's not very sophisticated because any time any of these big-time Hong Kong people get under the spotlight, shall we say... So one of them might be the boss, for instance, of lands. Yes. And it's all about dodgy land deals. Yes. It's all of, you know, it's, it's not very... It's not been laundered very well. And, and, and funnily <laughs> enough, there was a... I know um, there was. There was yeah, exactly that, that, just, uh, that, just, just, yes, and, that pill that um, yeah, you're, you're Slyalis. about... Slyalis. that you're about to patent. I think it, it, it's Or Viagra. Yes. <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know whether they need help in that department, so let's not rush to judgment on that. Yeah, this is hard enough already. This isn't an American presidential debate, you know. No, absolutely <laughs> not, but it's just, it's just getting word. And then, and then there's... Well, I didn't know. I didn't... And then, you know, we're still... Still, we're still out on 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 um, you know lapse of memory, very unclear on the baggage handling issue, which sounds know. pathetic if you speak about it. it but does. as I said in my notes this morning, I can't imagine that the first thing he heard when he picked up the phone was dial one for English. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly. No, I don't think so. I would I hear mean, that. I would hear yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what? But all of this goes to the big question. First of all, over the, the pool of people who are considered trustees of the chief executive, i.e., the pool of people who he appoints to all these public bodies now, is getting smaller and smaller. And can I say maybe not not top tier? Some of them, you know, memory lapses. Um, the pool of people who are who are around him seem to have so many challenges to their integrity and their ability. But the thing that even worse, Steve, there's always there seems to be always a, a, a gorilla in the room. <laughs> there's always a gorilla in the room. So you know. Um, the reason that this stupid story about C.Y. Lung's daughter... Which is almost embarrassing to talk about, baggage, on the face yeah, of it. Yeah, is not going away. It's not really about the baggage. It's really about abuse of power. Did the chief executive, or did he not, abuse his power as the boss to tell them, these rules don't apply to me, they apply to the little people? That's That's the bottom line of that. You know, whether the bag went through the proper screening or not, is, of course, something people have to talk about. But it's not the main issue. The main issue is, how are things done? How are things done in the Lung administration? If it concerns his own family, are there special rules? If it concerns people he appoints, does he really not think that, that he needs to go out and find people who are qualified for the job or just people who have the very, very solid ability to say yes? And why did the, why did the daft... Numpty S, leave her bag in there in the first place. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> have there you ever is, done that? There, I have to say, even I've never done that. And in this that, day and age, Steve... Leaving a bag unattended that is, is, not massive. A, is, is not a great idea. That is a huge yeah, time know, thing these I days. Know. You know, we can't go through an airport security thing without taking our belt and colostomy mm. bags off these days. But the, the big missing detail, and maybe you can help us out with this, is we don't know the brand of the bag. I mean, we are in Hong Kong, where brand <laughs> is very important. I mean, was it a good brand? I just, just asking... Would like to know that. Bags now. I mean, bag, bags, an innocent little bag. Yeah. These days can represent a yes, ma- I know. bag, I know. basically. I know. Yeah, and it only has to happen once. I've got a text here from Francis who says, uh, doesn't anyone else remember that the very first thing that the very first EOC chairman wanted to do was to take clubs to court for ladies' ladies' rights? Ah, yes. And, and indeed, indeed, there was a court case which was successfully concluded yesterday where ladies' nights were declared to be verboten. No, ladies' because, rights, he oh, says. Oh, ladies' rights. But this one's yeah. ladies' nights, which is yeah, interesting. Ladies, I mean, I'm sorry, I'll get, I'll get everything confused. <laughs> Some guy complained that ladies' he, he nights were discriminatory. That, that because they get... They can get into the club for less than blokes. I think. I think anybody in rela- anybody. I've got to say, anybody in a straight relationship would say, "Ladies' nights aren't discriminatory; they're a gift." Yes, there, there's a reason why they put them on. I, I, I must say, in the great world of equal opportunity, I'm not sure this is the number one issue. I think people. But have we, been we saying have that. it from the new chief executive of, of the equal opportunities community that everything is a priority. I thought this was. I mean, it's one of those stories when you look at the calendar and you say, "Is it April the first? Yeah, yeah. I have to say, you know, in a lot of places, they don't kind of do that anymore but hey we're in hong kong where it's turn back the clock and enjoy time right so basically let's wrap up what we were talking about before about cars and girls yes so i mean as i say it is to do with accountability it is to do with the choice of officials and it's very much to do with the perception that if you're supposed to be running the place you've a got to know how to do it and B, you've got to admit that the rules apply to you as much as they do to everyone else. When they don't, people say, oh, well, you know, game's up, isn't it? Yeah, well, just to wrap up this whole topic, I mean, it's not just Hong Kong today, it's all over the place. Uh, the Icelandic boss... Gone. Gone. That yeah. was within days. Yeah. Are they an example? 
Are they a good well, example? I, I think it is a good example in the sense that, um, you know, he, he was found to have done something clearly. He and his wife, as it turned out, were found to have done something improper. And he, he, he had a day of trying to bluff it out. Ah. And then he went in front of the cameras and go... That's it. That's it. It's I'm a off. fair cop. I'm off, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing right now is what, what will be next and who will it affect, I think. Yeah, yeah. And how much will it land on the doorstep of Hong Kong? Well, I think these are these are open questions. And these and other things. Uh, these and other things. <laughs> next week on Morning Brew. All right, then. What else you got today? Well, what else do we have? We could talk about. Um, uh, oh, I've, I've been I've been strongly urged to, to mention this. So can I can I do that? Go on. Then. It, it, it's something. Actually, it is important. It's um, just reminding people that that registration date for voting registr- the date for voting registration comes up on may the 2nd and if you ain't registered to vote don't moan about not having a vote that's all i'm saying if you're a permanent resident of hong kong you should effing well i should get, re- i should record this and i can play there. Oi, yeah. zimmerman gave me the same spiel the other yeah, day i know he did and he rightly did but let's just talk about talking of registrations let's talk about something which i think um is very difficult to understand which is nuisance phone calls. Oh, yeah. You know, those either recordings where, where a sort of disembodied I've voice... I've never heard one. I've never picked uh, one up. Well, I have, because <laughs> I'm that sort of sucker. You either get the disembodied voice or, or, or the lady in Shenzhen telling you that you can get a free loan and blah, blah, blah. Well, have you met a single person on the planet, let alone in Hong Kong, who thinks these are a good thing? Not me. I've not met a single living soul. However, apparently, the bureaucrats think this is very, very complicated. So they're issuing a public consultation. Don't you love it? They're going to have a public consultation on... What do they call They don't call them nuisance phone calls. There's a bureaucratic word for them. Something, something phone calls. And um, the bureaucrats say, oh, well, you know, public consultation, very, very important because, you know, we have to gauge public views. I can tell you what public views are. There's very few issues in which I can sit here with total confidence and say what public views are. Get rid of them. Mm. It's, I know that sounds a bit simple, and maybe, maybe I've, I've emphasised the rid more than the get, but, you know, bottom line is, I don't know a single person who likes these. What, what on earth do you need a public consultation about this for? Why do, pe- why, um, why do you need to answer your phone? Well, I, know, I, I mean, I, I just ignore them. I, I do get a lot of calls that I do have to take. <laughs> You've from, got a nineteen eighties telephone. Well, that's, it's not quite that modern. <laughs> from, but but that's because you know it's the nature of what I do that that I get calls from people I don't necessarily know. So I I kind of feel I need to answer them. I do also put them down again. But it is a nuisance. It's particularly a nuisance when I'm overseas and I'm paying for the privilege of. of having somebody tell me that uh, they've got a great deal on loans this week. Well, the good news is, on the modern phones, you can just tell it to block things. And that's probably a real frustration to these guys as well. Well, I I hope they're as frustrated as hell. But all I do know is, you don't need a public consultation. But mind you, mind you, I did a little bit of research, as as one does on this. And do you know, this year so far... They've had 14 public consultations on this, that and the other. Last year they had 31 public consultations. You may think, gosh, this is this government's really good. They consult people on everything. Hmm. Just dig a little deeper. Here's one. Uh, one more from Francis who says, the Liberal Party pushed through the bill allowing phone calls because they were a business party and, quote, we have to support business. Now, on paper, yes, well, we have to. 
Who says well, we have I, to? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, they have to. They, that's what, I, I know that's what they feel. And, uh, you know, um, well done, Liberal Party. That's all I can say. The, the amount of aggravation this causes really is, is enormous. But just, just, just getting back onto this general thing, yeah. you, you've got these public consultations flowing thick and fast. If there were 31... Um, held last year, which I believe is the correct figure. That means that in... Um, food trucks being one of them. Well, food trucks... Don't get me started on food trucks. No, but, no, 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 no. no. But, you know, <laughs> but, but that means that practically every week there's a new public consultation. And when it's a substantive issue, the government has a public consultation, maybe usually as a way of avoiding action, like on standard working hours. You know, three years ago, they had a public consultation on standard working hours. They then set up a commission on standard working hours. The commission undertook three years of surveys. And you know what they've decided? They need another public consultation <laughs> on standardised working you got hours. It, flaunt it. You know so, you know, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, if anybody is under the pathetic illusion that these public consultations are actually de- designed to ensure there's public input into public policy, forget it. Yeah, there's a public consultation just wound up on 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 development on Lantau. Oh yeah, oh uh, yes, I know that. Now yeah, yeah. this is quite a big one, and a lot of people have taken part. And basically, the people who've taken part in the consultation say, you know, leave Lantau alone. We don't want more people pouring concrete all over it. You know what will be the outcome of the public consultation? Views are divided. <laughs> You're so true. <laughs> And what it is, let's get back to the telephone calls, because you see, one way or another, this is more checks into the pocket of the phone companies. Yeah, yeah, I mean... That we didn't want to be paying in the first place. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, much as I love my phone company, and thank you, Richard Lee, you, you're doing great service, and don't take this as a criticism. Lovely company, lovely people, love them all. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that I could do without it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean... The thing about scams kind of ties into this as well. There does seem to be in Hong Kong a notion that there is such a thing as a free lunch. Uh, I know. Well, there's a sucker born every day, isn't there? I mean, you can't stop people being stupid. I do get that. You really can't. Mm. But you can stop people um, being bothered on a daily basis. I, I, it's, it's, if I go through a whole day without getting one of these, it's a result. And yeah. that happens so rarely. It's been it's been happening. I don't know. I mean, how recently massive seems to be more. I, I don't know. That's an impression. That's not a factual statement. But yeah. my impression is, I'm certainly bothered on a daily basis. Yeah. And uh, but do you do you, do you answer your ones? well? As I say, be, because the nature of what I do involves me answering calls from Red people. Boy. Yeah, all that, <laughs> all that sort of thing. Yeah, drug. Oh, shouldn't say that on the radio. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does make an awful lot of difference. Anyway, we'll see what happens with the consultation. It does, and watch your baggage.